Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to the 8020 series. New episodes released every Monday at 8:20 a.m. I'm your host, Jeremy, and I'm Daniel. And on this podcast, we like to break down what we call the 20 factor, the motivation that drives a person to do what they love to do. Welcome back to the best podcast in the world. We are so inspired and motivated by our last podcast. We love your responses, and dude, honestly, we're just on fire right now. Yeah, like, we like, are. We are. A lot of good guests. A lot of good guests. A lot of good guess a lot of feedback a lot of motivation and i really 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 believe we're building a community here and we love seeing your responses guys so for today's podcast i wanted to talk about what to do what to look for to find motivation or to even stay motivated because that seems to be like a recurring theme with ourselves our guests and hopefully this is even for you guys and you guys can find like something that you relate back to here Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I think to go off what Jeremy was saying with the last with the last podcast, uh, one key point that I thought was crucial was when Viet said that you want to find your why. Yeah. So, hey, we're just going to dive right into this. So here's going to be seven ways you can stay or find motivation. Stay motivated, find motivation. <laughs> Number one, why? What is your why? So, Daniel, do you have any examples of like what a why might be. I mean, for me personally, it always goes back to family. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think it's just something that a lot of people feel the same type of way as well, because ultimately the reason why I'm working so hard is because a, I want to repay back my parents for all of the hard work and effort they've put into raising myself and my brother. Mm-hmm. And then B, my other family, which is going to be my future family. Right. And so, uh, for me, ultimately the why is related to that Avenue. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, what about yourself? I think for me specifically, I think in, in the grand scheme of things, like the reason why I wanted to work for myself initially was because I wanted to be able to spend time with my future family as well. Right. Like growing up, my parents didn't spend a lot of time with me. They left me with a babysitter and that's not their fault. Like that's literally just what it took to actually survive and Mm -hmm. live. Like they both had to work a nine to five and my dad would work overtime so we can actually just get food on the table. Like they were really working their butts off, but my parents would just leave me with a babysitter and I would kind of like as a kid just feel empty because I'm here with my babysitter and I know all my friends are like back home with their parents doing whatever it is that a family does. And for me, it was just like, I, in my mind, I just knew like all the way until seven or 8 PM, I'm just with the babysitter. Right. So that was my own inspiration for working for myself. So that has been like a big why of why I wanted to work for myself and why I wanted more time for myself and for that future family. Right, right. Yeah, I think the whys could be kind of different, right? So if you're asking me why I chose to be an entrepreneur, then the answer is slightly different. But if you're asking me why do I work as hard as I do, it's, it's always going to be family, you know, because mm-hmm. what I use as my why is I, I literally go look back into my parents and like the shit they had to go through coming to the United States. And yeah. it, it's literally so powerful for me. So that's that's literally my why. Yeah. But uh, if it comes to like why I chose entrepreneurship, it's it's similar to you. You know, yeah. it's, I don't want to spend the rest of my life working for somebody, you know, like right. I did that in corporate and I just didn't like it, you know, checking in, coming in and having a boss and then your boss has their own boss. Yeah. And you just feel like you're trapped in the same place. And for me, I had this huge conviction where I was like, I just don't want to be stuck here. You know, I want to yeah. branch out, build something myself and do something that I thoroughly enjoy. Yeah, agreed. And then uh, 
to go off of that as well, like specifically for me, the reason why I chose fitness and why I continue to do online personal training is because it gives me a sense of purpose. Mm -hmm. Like when I actually help someone on their fitness journey and I get to make, I get to help them make that change and make a difference in their lives. Like there's no bigger sense of fulfillment than that, than knowing that like, wow, I did that. So like one of my clients, she was a type two diabetic. She had to go see her doctor probably every two weeks. Mm -hmm. And then through just nutrition and training, we were able to reverse that. And I literally had, I was just pouring out in tears when she told me that I only have to see my doctor once every six months now. Right. And it's just like, dude, we did that. Like, holy shit. So like having like a direct impact on the people you're working with. Right. Yeah. So like just having that sense of purpose, another client, for example, um, his name is Bunchith, mm-hmm. and basically at this time he's a uh, father of three kids, mm-hmm. m- like mid going through a divorce, and he was in the absolute worst shape of his life. I can say that now because right now he is in the best shape possible. Like, <laughs> like uh, to just paint you guys a picture of what he looked like. He was um, like super stressed, uh, had the beer belly that was just like mm-hmm. going really far south, and then working together. Like his inspiration and his why is he wanted to be a better role model for his kids. Got it. And then by uh, establishing discipline and following through with all of the protocols I set up for him, he was able to reverse all that. That beer belly was gone. And uh, I'm not going to lie, like he looks way better than half of my friends in their 20s right now. Oh, he's, shoot, that's yeah, crazy. he's like late 30s. I'm calling all of you guys out. Like, <laughs> like this guy went from barely being able to doing a push up to literally doing muscle ups with your, your claps. Like I'm not even joking. That's crazy. He, yeah. He went full calisthenics and I've seen him do like full front levers. And yeah. it's like, dude, to do that in your late thirties is yeah, that's wild. Especially wow. if you didn't even have the foundation, like he worked his ass off and got there and that it's, drove him to that. So how long did it take for him to progress to that area? Literally nine months. Damn. That's I know fast. it sounds fast, but the biggest difference between what he was doing and what um, someone else may be doing is he put 110% into every direction. Right, so not right. just fitness, but nutrition as well and gotcha. building up those good habits. And yeah. if you think of it from a mathematical standpoint, if you have zero deviations every single day for nine months straight, how fast do you think you're going to progress? Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> it, it, it's it's like it makes it sounds easy to do. But then what happens is most people will take a break on the weekend. They'll yeah. take like a, a quick shortcut here. And then it's like, oh, it's, it's not bad. I need a cheat day here. Not this client. He was just ready. He was on top of it. And he saw every single day through. And that's why he progressed as fast as he did. But to bring this whole th- this whole thing back home, it's he had a why mm-hmm. and that why moved him and accelerated in, in that progress. So whether your goal is fitness or whether your goal is business, I think by having that why, it allows you to stay motivated. It helps you find that motivation and it literally allows you to commit to a process that may not have like a tangible result at the end. By tangible, mm-hmm. I mean like monetary value. Like, right. like he wasn't going to become a millionaire at the end of this. He just wanted to become a better role model for his kids. Right, right. And I think the why is important too because it also pushes you and it, it creates, it's like a level of intensity, right? It's like if your why is average, then you're going to treat your goals average. Yeah. But for some reason, this guy, like you said, he went 110% into it. You said yeah. not only did he focus on 
the workout. He focused on the diet. Yeah. You know, whereas there's other people who they wouldn't go as intense as him. You yeah. Because I know people who go the full on intense route where they'll say, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to eat chicken breast, brown rice, broccoli, veggies. That's it every single day because I'm so hungry and I want to reach that goal yeah. ASAP. Whereas for other people, uh, I'm not saying this is a, a bad route to go, but they take a more moderate approach, right? right? Where they say, you know what? Like I'm going to do a couple cheat meals a day. I'm going to have like a gradual process to reach my goals. Yeah. And both work. It's just a matter of, like you said, it comes back to the why, you know, how intense is the reason for what you're doing? Yeah, I, I agree. Like there's, there's definitely just like a math problem. There's more than one ways to solve it. And right. every single person's solution is going to be different. And that's going to be based on their why really. So to bring this home, point number two, goals. I feel like by actually setting goals, like if you now have your why, the next step is like setting tangible goals for you to actually work with. So mm-hmm. um, like in terms of fitness, since that one is a thing we're all familiar with, like what could be a goal? For me personally, for fitness right now, I am trying to lean bulk. And so I want to okay. gain 10 pounds. All right. And so that's that's been the main focus. So like that's a specific goal that I would like to reach currently. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where I'm at now. So if we can hash in on that too, it's like by having that single goal there, like that's great. I feel like that's tangible. And when you put like a dartboard up there and you have a target, it makes it a lot more easier to pursue right. that. And, but on the same note, it's like, Sometimes if you only have one goal there, like one big goal, when you're working towards that goal, a lot of frustrations can build up because Mm -hmm. it's like so far away. So I think by even setting like little tangible goals on the way towards that bigger one, like breaking the bigger one down allows you to stay motivated for a longer period of time. Right. hundred percent. And as I made that goal, I mean, things change too, you know, like as you're bulking, I've run into the situation where my weight kind of has stayed relatively the same now but Mm -hmm. then my strength is going up so now I'm kind of thinking man maybe it's not all about the scale you know if I could Uh kind of gauge this a different way where I say okay like I might still be at like 146 but my strength is going up every single week then I could gauge my my bulk and say you know what this bulk is still going successful I'm still doing the right thing because I'm seeing a progress in a different area yeah and honestly like that's exactly what I tell my clients too because Um, when you're lean bulking, I always say like, that's the hardest thing to do in a fitness journey, because if you want to do it correctly, you have to be as accurate as you are when you're cutting, like when you're cutting, you're, you're on point, you're on a deficit, you're, you're making sure like your macros, your calories, whatever it is you're tracking, like is just dialed in. Mm -hmm. But the thing is with cutting, you see a physical tangible goal. Like when you're on track, when you're on diet, you see your body responding, you're getting leaner, the veins are popping out, the the waist is looking slimmer, you look good in clothes. Mm -hmm. But when you're lean bulking, you're, you need all that level of accuracy, except now you're going the other direction. And sometimes it's not as fun like like there's no like it's not fun at all bro (laughs) yeah like you don't you don't necessarily enjoy what you see like towards that goal so i tell all my clients we need to set tangible side goals and strength is one of the biggest ones so for example if you're benching 135 now but in the mid like 
part of your lean bulk, you're actually benching 225. Like that doesn't happen by chance. That means your strength is going up. And if right. strength is going up, that means you're building muscle because fat is not going to help you lift that. Right, right. No, that's a good point. And so that's kind of like where I'm at now because you're right. There's multiple subsets of your goals that you can also try to reach. The main goal is to hopefully gain 10 pounds within a longer period of time. Yeah. But within that goal, I have these uh, mini micro goals too that I want to kind of hit as like mini milestones to help yeah, me yeah. get there too. Dope. Uh, can I ask like do you, what other mini milestones do you have? Um, so, I mean, they could be anything related to like caloric intake, yeah. you know, obviously like hitting my macros for the day and then slowly adjusting it up by, you know, 100, 200 calories yeah. and then hitting that for a time period. And then once I feel like my body is on a good pathway, I'm going to increase that again. Gotcha. So it's just like a gradual, you know, increase. Gotcha. Okay. So not to throw you under the bus or anything, but how on point have you been with your goal? So last month I was on point. Uh -huh. Like I'm, I'm going to be honest, like I was tracking that shit every day on my fitness pal. Hell like yeah. hundred percent. And, uh, I was making sure I was hitting everything, but, um, the last three weeks, I think I talked about it in our previous podcast together. Yeah. Uh, yeah, as things kind of got busier, I definitely started to, uh, drift away from that, uh, routine, no. my fitness pal uh, yeah. upload type of deal. Cause man, that takes a lot of work, bro. Yeah. Like a, a five minute breakfast now turns into like 15 minutes and I'm not even you're, exaggerating. You're tracking. Yeah, it. exactly. Like you literally go on the app, you scan stuff and then you get your scale and then you start measuring everything. And that suddenly makes your five minute smoothie become like a 10 minute process. Yeah. And so, uh, because I was busier and I was in more of a rush, I kind of had to like eyeball it. Yeah. But I wouldn't say like I completely fell off though, because for me, like I've been doing this for so long that I know I have a general idea of how much I need to be eating. Like we can eyeball stuff, you know, just because right. we've done it for so long. Yeah. And so I know how much I usually eat. And so if I skip something in the morning later in the evening, I'll be like, you know what? I'm going to get Chipotle. I could use the extra macros. Yeah. I'm going to get some like walk or chips yeah, on top yeah. of that and then throw that in there too. Gotcha. That's awesome, dude. Yo, quick shout out, side tangent here. But on my fitness pal, you can actually like have friends and stuff and you see notifications of people tracking. Shout out to Andrew and Eric. You guys, I don't know what the fuck you're doing, but yo, Andrew has 2,300 something days last time That's I saw. That's crazy. Like it's like, it literally, my fitness pal says like, Andrew checked in. Doo -doo 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 -doo. Yeah. And I was like, what wow. the hell? Like, and then Eric too, dude, a thousand like five eight hundred days yeah i was like dude what what are you guys tracking these days? dude that's yeah i think so, i got 28 days that, yeah. that's a little award that i got yeah so it's like imagine like your entire process that 15 minute smoothie shake every single day for 2000 plus days like that's, that's wild insane to think about like i'd be curious to be like what what is your why like because looking at andrew bro like his physique is already amazing yeah. powerlifting lifting crazy ass weights got the abs already like bro why are you still tracking like, I'd I mean, be really maybe that, that's why he's tracking, bro. He wants to maintain that. <laughs> he you wants know? the streak. Yeah, 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 for sure. Imagine he loses it one day, like has no signal and it's just like, that's it gone. <laughs> That'd be a nightmare for him. I know. It's like, bro, he has to reset and start all over again. Yeah. But yeah, that's dope, dude. I feel like um, that the the accountability and like staying on top of it is a big part of maintaining your entire goals. And coming back to the main topic, like number three, planning by planning you're able to just you know focus a lot more and have those goals dialed in and i there's a saying that i've heard uh let me see if i can recite it real quick like if you fail to plan 
you're planning to fail. Right. And I think that's going to be true in not only your fitness journey, but in every journey, like yeah. your business Even and business. everything else. Yeah. So um, coming back full circle to uh, your own fitness personal journey, your lean bulk, how have you been planning? Because we just had like that last month of deviation and yeah. now you still got your whole rest of your life ahead of you. Yeah. What are the next steps? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a never ending yeah. process, uh-huh. you know? But for me, for planning, how I usually do it, this is what works for me is I will have a specific day where I go and purchase all my groceries. Yeah. Because for a lean bulk, you know, you obviously know the main thing is caloric surplus. You right. Know, making sure you get enough meals in your body in order to support your bulk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I already have in my mind or sometimes I write in my notes um, a list of foods that I uh, gravitate towards. Right. And like for me, I'm a very simple person. Like I don't need to have diversity in every single meal. Right. You know, I know some people, uh, they're very blessed because they're really good at cooking and they whip up like these amazing oh, yeah. meals that I, I see. Yeah. So jealous. Like even in the Discord, there's people who share their meals. I'm like, damn, my meals never look that good Dude, ever. Dude, yeah. But um, yeah, for me, it's pretty pretty standard. So I'll have a, a list of my go-to meals and then I'll get it. And then there's a certain day, like usually Sunday nights, I'll meal prep a couple things. Yeah. And then if I don't meal prep, I usually cook on the spot just because I don't like keeping food longer than three days because it tastes terrible. Agreed. Yeah. So that's kind of like how I track my um, meals. Mm-hmm. I have like a grocery list that I you know, usually do. And for me, I have like my go-to breakfasts, I have usually like my, my go-to lunches and then yeah. dinner is a little bit more flexible. Yeah. And so there really isn't um, too much distraction when it comes to those two meals for me, at least. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. If I can offer you an alternative too, and this yeah. is actually what I do for my clients. So podcast listeners, you're in for a treat. This is, this is gold. <laughs> like literally like at one point in my life, like I just like scaled my physique and just transformed so fast. And everyone's like, how did you do it? It was planning ahead. Yeah. So instead of actively tracking, I would make a meal plan ahead of time on my fitness pal. So the next day I knew exactly what I was eating. Like I wouldn't spend 10 minutes to like make the shake. I already knew I need 50 grams of this, 30 of that and whatever of this to make the shake. So wait, so did you measure out? Because for me, the longest part is like the scale, like putting it on and then measuring it. So, So the thing is, I, I would measure all of that out, yeah. but I already knew exactly what I needed. Does that make sense? So like, yeah. so you know how like when you're doing it, you're measuring it out or you, you're punching it into my fitness pal first. Well, so it's usually um, once you add your breakfast, you could just do a quick add after yeah, that. And then I, I know like how much I need to put like 60 grams of oatmeal. Like, yeah. I already have all that memorized. It's yeah. just the, the sheer process of you yeah, know, yeah. like actually doing the step by step. Yeah. Because like if I were to eyeball it, bro, like uh, berries, you know, milk, <laughs> then yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's chill, you know, but I think it's just the fact that I do the extra steps just to make it as accurate as possible. Yeah. No, no, no. So that's exactly it. I mean, I'm still measuring and I'm still weighing, but the thing is like, I'll print out this meal plan and I'll just throw it on my fridge Yeah. and I just look at it. So every single day I just know like I need exactly this, exactly that. And then the weighing process, everything just happens so much faster. Right. And then all I do is I just stick with it every single day. And then if you think about it, when you think of someone that's actively tracking, I know there's people listening here. You guys, I know you're guilty of it, but you reach the end of the day and you're like, bro, I need 20 carbs yeah. and like 60 grams of protein. Where do I get that from? And everyone's like shuffling, right? Yeah. Like for me, it was because that plan was already set in stone ahead of time. I knew exactly what I needed. Like I, 
as long as I stuck to the plan, there was no deviations ever. And right. that's how I was able to scale the process faster. So I don't know if that's something you might want to try, but I'm just putting it out there too. If anyone's on their fitness journey, maybe planning that far ahead could help you stick to your goal and commit to it just that much longer and easier. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a, a good recommendation for sure. Uh, that's something that I need to get back into. You know, like I was, I was doing, I was on point, bro. Uh, the previous <laughs> month, bro, like I was on it every single day. Um, but yeah, as as you know, I have like a slightly switched up schedule now. I'm still trying to get used to it. Yeah. So it has been harder. You know, I will admit. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think that's a really good recommendation for sure. It's it's like you said, planning ahead, and then once you do that, you at least get the time you'll lose sitting down and thinking, oh shit, what do I need to yeah. make? You know, like, am I gonna do pasta today? Am I gonna do brown rice and veggies and yeah. chicken. Um, that way, you know, everything's already set out for you. So I, I think that's a really good recommendation for sure. Yeah. So keep that a secret, everybody. <laughs> Don't give that away. That is gold. <laughs> but um, back to the main point too, planning. When you understand what your goal is, I think it's really important to understand where you fall short. And I feel like a lot of people have a hard time acknowledging like this is a weakness or mm. this is something I could work on. And it's only until that point where you understand what your weakness is, can you actually address it? Because right. making that change doesn't happen unless you know what you need to know. Yeah. Right? No, I think that's very, very true. And, you know, whether it's for like a diet or fitness, I mean, everyone has weaknesses, you know, you yeah. can't be fucking legit at everything, you know, like yeah. even, even exercises, you know, there's some people who have better muscle groups yeah. than others. And there's other yeah. people who prefer a specific training style and they excel at it. Yeah, yeah. And then even for, for me, uh, like I mentioned, I think my current weakness that I, I really need to hone in on now is the, uh, the time schedule, you know, like the yeah. prioritization, because, you know, at one point I was in a good routine, but now that, you know, unexpectedly things happen. So now I need to figure that out and get back onto that routine. You know, I can't be in this limbo area for forever. You know, yeah. I, I got to figure that shit out and get back onto it because, you know, there's people counting on me and you know, we have accountability groups. So that's yeah. definitely something that I could sit here and admit to you and say like, yeah, that's um, something if I can fix, I feel like I could get back into the routine as I yeah. was before. Yeah. And I, I just want to commend you for that because it's like it takes a lot to like really admit like, dude, this is something I need to work on. Mm -hmm. And it's really surprising, at least for me, too, like when I realized like or when I started acknowledging what my weaknesses were, I was really surprised to I mean, for like to see Nadia actually like come out and help me and just tell right. me like, yeah, I see you suffering in that direction, too. Yeah. Here's what I think you can do better. And it's like you'd be surprised the amount of people around you willing and readily like available to just help like people want to help you but the thing is like now one of my weaknesses is i'm not as vocal as i should be mm -hmm. and i just kind of bottle everything up and i look for solutions before like actually addressing and just getting help so by putting that out there it's been making a world of a difference for me and it's just like it's been awesome to actually receive like from that help as well yeah for sure i think communication is key 100 yeah. percent, and like it doesn't matter whether it's like a relationship i think it's amazing that you know you said you can speak to nadia about these things and, yeah, and, and talk through it i think that is something that is uh, extremely valuable mm -hmm. um because you know in college that's what the friends were for you yeah know? but then now that we're older uh, it's become like significant other or family or you know close friends like yeah. best friends and now us <laughs> yeah now, now now us bro like we have a podcast platform you know we talk offline and everything yeah but 
I think communication is, is huge, bro, because you're right. Like you could go days or weeks trying to bottle stuff in. Yeah. And it's going to continue to like eat up at you. And it I can does. say from my personal experience too, bro, because, you know, I've had previous business partners in the past or even relationships with ex-girlfriends, bro. Yeah. You know, 99% of the time, the f- arguments and fights occurred because one person felt irritated or annoyed about a certain situation and they kept it in for so long and yeah. then the other person had to to bring it up or something shit hits the fan and that's when the other person brings it up and so you know regardless of of what type of relationship i think communication is always key and it's hard though because you know sometimes you want to figure things out on yeah. your own and like yeah. process things but i think that's where a significant other or a business partner comes into play you know you're you're working together yeah. and you want to work through problems together so that you could preserve the relationship and, and grow together. Yeah. So full circle to motivation. It's like sometimes if you don't, if you just don't feel motivated by communicating and um, talking to other people who maybe you have instilled your why to before, they can remind you like, this is why you're doing it. And sometimes you just get so deep and you get lost in the process. And it's like, you're just in your own head and you feel yeah. that stress and you forget that there's people around you. Yeah, 100%, bro. And just a real life example is last week. Um, I'm not going to lie. Like I was pretty stressed and it, like overwhelmed with like the whole social media thing. Yeah. But the trip to SD was something that I didn't know I needed because I mean, hanging out with you and Kenny, like just two dudes who are doing the same thing. It's just hearing encouragement from them and like talking to them and like talking to Jeremy on the drive back from SD. You know, it's like a beautiful drive back. We're just sitting down like, damn, bro, like what's the direction that we want to go now? Yeah. You know, and like having that conversation, it just really helped me personally. Yeah. Because again, it's like that comfort of having somebody there, you know, you talk through things and if you're alone to your own thoughts, there's so many times where like your anxiety can eat up at you and put you in a really low place. A hundred percent. But if you have somebody next to you, like for me, it was Jeremy and just talking through and like you get excited and encouraged and, and motivated and the vision becomes clear. And so I think that's one real example I wanted to share with the uh, listeners right now. Yeah. I mean, same thing like for, for me to you too. Like it was awesome to be able to just hang out with you and like even just hang out like from an outside business perspective. Like yeah. we were just down there for fun. And then we were like, <laughs> dude, like this, imagine if this was actually yeah. work, like dude. And it was like, we started brainstorming and I could felt the juices going. Yeah. I was like, Oh my God, like what if we do this like this? And how, how can we figure out to build a life where we can do this yeah. every fucking day and make this like work? Yeah. And it was like really refreshing to paint you guys a picture. We literally took off to San Diego on a random thursday like morning we're just like get up let's go let's go down to san diego it's a day trip we're coming right back when we're all done hanging out and Mm -hmm. it was really beautiful to just be like wow we did that yeah no and the crazy (laughs) thing is like you gotta let him know jeremy like this was the first time jeremy and myself had met kenny yeah and as soon as we met it was like we were friends for like the last seven ten years dude yeah so kenny if you're listening to this shout out to you brother but I, I found Kenny on YouTube and through social media, I was just like, wow, this guy feels like a great fit. Like I, I want to work with him with Winners Collective in some way, in some capacity, but 
I, I don't know how he would be in real life, but we just kept going back and forth on socials. And then all of a sudden, like Kenny was like, Hey, I'm coming down to San Diego. You guys want to kick it? And mm-hmm. we just took that chance. Like we could, he could have been like a predator or something, but you <laughs> <laughs> like, no, that's the reality of it. But uh, we went down and he was so chill. Yeah. Like it was awesome. It felt like we just knew him all our lives. Like that's the truth. Honest truth. Yeah, no. And it's crazy because I feel like we learn to appreciate that so much more as we get older because it's hard to meet friends. Like it's hard to meet bros, you know? Yeah. And so to have that happen, that was a, a blessing for sure. It's it's so hard to meet someone that genuinely just wants to hang out with you for fun. Like in life, I feel like because we're all trying to climb to the top and we all know what our finish line looks like, we're just kind of toppling over other people and we're just going. We're going full speed. And sometimes we don't even think about it. Like unconsciously, we throw people under the bus and we just keep moving forward. And Kenny was just like a breath of fresh air because I was like, wow, this is a dude that just wants to work out and have fun. And yeah, yeah, it was it was really, really cool. But again, all of that only happens because of communication. Like no one can know how you feel or what you're thinking unless you put it out there. Right. And I think as you were talking, you know, previously right now, you brought up a good point. It's like part of the journey too. there could be obstacles, right? Where you could rely on business partners or the comfort of others. And a lot of these obstacles could come from anxiety or like you said, comparison. Yeah. You know, because I know that's something that is really easy in today's society because of social media and obviously for, for other reasons, like you're always seeing other people yeah. on the gram or on TikTok doing this, or this person has a business, a clothing brand, they're, they're fucking killing it. Yeah. Or this person is making a shit ton of money here. Like, bro, I hear oh. that every single week, bro. And so, so, I mean, to, to emphasize on that, like that's actually a point that I have down to. Yeah. So point number four, distractions to stay motivated, to find your own motivation. You have to learn and recognize what the distractions are and avoid them. And like Daniel said, that can be like an influence of social media where like right now on TikTok, thing that's popping off is this uh this crap coin called Shiba Inu. <laughs> and literally apparently there's all these millionaires who've like just popped off and now have seven figures or something. I don't even quite understand it. But when you hear stuff like that, I'm telling you when I hear stuff like that, I'm like did I fucking just do life wrong? Like if I put a dollar in on this day over there, like could I have been a millionaire now? Yeah. And it's like, it just takes you away from everything that you work for, like your goals, the planning. It takes you away from your why. But ultimately you have to like learn to recognize like that is a distraction. Yeah, no, I think that's a very, very good point. And I think that's a huge problem right now and a problem that's been happening for the last two years. Yeah. Because... I mean, you hit the nail on the head. You have a goal, you have your own business, and all of a sudden you get blindsided by something on social media where everybody's talking about it. And then like, for example, now it's uh, Shiba Inu, you know, and there's <laughs> literally people screenshotting their their win, their gains, all that stuff. And that could be fucking distracting, bro, because yeah. it's like you're working so hard on your business yeah, and you're you're grinding to try to make some money. Yeah. But all of a sudden you go on social media and all you see is, oh, this guy just put in, I don't know, $1,000 on Shiba Inu like yeah. nine months ago. And now he's a multimillionaire, billion, whatever. Yeah. You know? And 
I feel like that's such a problem, like huge problem for me too, because uh, before I used to look at that and get huge FOMO and then all of a sudden I'd be like, shit, I'm going to take a break from my work, study this. Okay, what is crypto? What is NFT? Like, what is the next stock? And then that would take a time away from Winners Collective. Exactly. Yeah, but then now like I'm really trying to train my mind to where when I see that, I don't really think too much about the opportunity anymore and I don't try to get FOMO from it. Yeah. Just because I already know how it ends. I mean, it's it's always the same game. I mean, you, you've probably felt that with NFTs, Every Ethereum, crypto, everything, thing, bro. Yeah. And then another thing that you may have not thought about too is distractions are not just limited to social media. It can actually be limited to those around, or not limited, It's it can actually include those around you. Mm-hmm. So your own family, your own friends. Like when you see that, it's like, that is tough. So um, personal example for me right now, like I'm doing business, uh, it, it's growing, like everything's growing steadily, but then like time has jumped. So I graduated, we graduated 2016 and from, is that right? I graduated yeah. 20, 2015. Oh, 2015. Just kidding. You're yeah. 2015, right? Yeah. 2015. I don't even see that's how long ago it's been, <laughs> but from, from 2015 to now, People have gotten their masters and they've gotten their PhDs and now they actually have have like their jobs. They finish their residency and everything. And it's like, bro, what do I have to show? Like this homie has a fucking MD in this and and this person is a president of this company. This person is an engineer at Google now. And I'm like, well, I'm just a fucking online coach. And it's like, that is very, very, very hard to see. And now for me, like I'm learning like, okay, that is a distraction. Like it's, it's so easy to see like the six figures and just be like, fuck, what have I done with my life? Yeah. <laughs> but it's a, it's a different story to like, remember like, this is why I'm doing my business and this is why I want it to scale. And this is the, this is the sense of purpose that I want. Yeah. Yeah. And I think comparison culture is just so detrimental to oh, your health all the time. Yeah. Because you're right. I think as entrepreneurs too, especially the hardest part is seeing other people moving at such a quicker pace. Yeah. Because businesses take time to grow, you know? Yeah. Whereas like if you go to school, you're guaranteed, you know, as long as you don't fuck up royally <laughs> that you will graduate within X amount of years. Yeah. And then, and then not, not to knack on everyone going to school too. I understand like if you, if you are pursuing an MD and you want to save people in that direction, you want to make a difference there, then we, we are your distractions. Right. Entrepreneurs yeah, no, are your distractions. The, um, but yeah, like back to your point. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Like I wasn't trying to knock on anybody, uh, just different career paths. But um, yeah, it's just hard because you're on your own timeline, but sometimes other people have a quicker route to their destination like you see your friends graduating or you yeah. see your friends flexing on the gram with this huge big purchase whether it's a nice place or a mm-hmm. car or traveling all the time and it just sometimes makes you question if you're going at the right pace yourself yeah and so yeah i think trying to learn and understand that is a distraction like you said because our path is going to be completely different from somebody else's. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like the Winners Collective path, the podcast path is going to be completely different from somebody who's in school or somebody who's working corporate. Like we don't, we don't know when things are going to pop off for us. Like yeah. we have our goals for it for exactly. sure. Exactly. Um, but it's just a matter of uh, keeping our head down and not getting distracted and understanding that we know this is going to take time, but we're going yeah. to keep going regardless. Yeah. So this is like literally that saying of like stay in your own lane. Like. I 
it's it's one thing to stay in that lane but when you're going down that lane like don't look left and right and stare too hard and rubberneck in different directions (laughs) like that that's literally the problem i know it's it, it is for us and we go back and forth and we see other things pop off but then one of the most reassuring things and the thing that always brings us back home is remembering our why mm-hmm. and having that as a basis allows us to go back to our goals, the plan and everything else in between. So you need to make sure you have that why down. Like I know I'm coming, like I sound like a broken record and I'm repeating that, but it's one of the most important things that you can do to stay motivated and to find motivation. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, to add to that too, it's going to be really important to have specific goals too and like for example if if you want to get into it jeremy like your your specific goals for the podcast like what do you hope to see let's say one year from now with this podcast because we've been doing this for a couple months now yeah Uh, we're on episode 13 we just did 13 this this one will be i think it should be 14 14 yeah yeah so um, tangible goals like this is from outside influence and hearing it into i remember listening to joe rogan's podcast and he said most podcasts fail before their 21st episode. So in my mind, I was like, I want to fucking do 21 episodes. Yeah. That was already one goal right there. And that's a tangible goal. Like that is doable. And then revenue wise, like I, I just want to get enough ad sponsors and see that happen. And I would be so happy to just get 500 bucks per month for just ad revenue. And it's it's happening like we I mean not as fast as we want but like, <laughs> yeah like slowly we, we we got our first ad read and I don't know because for some reason when we play it we don't hear it but I hope you guys hear it and I hope please don't skip over it just yeah. let the ad run help yeah. us out here but really it's like that was crazy like I remember we both got the notification at the same time and we both like emailed or not emailed texted and yeah. just called him like bro we got an ad read daniel come over just drop yeah. everything we got to do this and that was really exciting like we actually got a sponsor and it's like it's things are slowly happening but those are like the actual the actionable tangible goals that we're working towards yeah yeah and just to clarify for the listeners you have to listen through anchor and yeah. then you'll hear the ad in the beginning. So please, like Jeremy said, <laughs> don't skip over because we're slowly getting paid a little bit. Like, you know, the first day Jeremy and I were like, well, we can get a gumball now, bro. <laughs> bro, when that hit 25 cents, I was like, okay, yeah, we can cut it in half, you know, like yeah. split the gumball and chew it in the next podcast. Yeah, yeah, no, but I think those are, are really good goals. Uh, I know you mentioned that uh, Joe Rogan, um, 21 podcasting to me earlier. Yeah. And so that's something that we definitely are going to hit for sure. I yeah. know for myself, uh, we, we talked first, we we're like, damn, it would be super dope to get, you know, 50 listeners like in the beginning yeah. and then we're like a hundred and then 150. And then now like for me, it would be super freaking dope if we can have like on average 500 listeners Yeah, every time we release a podcast. Like I think that every would be time. fucking sick, bro. Yeah. We, we also made a goal too. If, if we get an average of a thousand listeners, I think we said we were going to celebrate with Kava. Yeah. <laughs> But no, it's like, as funny as that sounds, it's like, that was like the goal that we set down and it was like, it's a tangible number that we're working towards. Yeah. And we also said if we got a hundred thousand active listeners, Jeremy was going to get a tattoo. So no, if you're we, listening, we you know, like tell your friends, cause uh, we're trying to have Jeremy do that. <laughs> I feel like I got to raise the number on that, man. That Like, I don't know why, but that feels like too tangible. Too tangible. Like, like it feels like it's going to happen overnight. 
shit i hope so no that's i those are all important things of um staying motivated and to bring another point up now uh, on this list being organized having organization so we talked about planning and planning is you know writing stuff down making sure these are actionable items you can commit to then that contributes towards your goal but now staying organized so Mm -hmm. i think the best example to bring up is this podcast for example so to bring you guys episodes it's like one we have to come up with a concept and if we like bs and last minute that concept i feel like you as the listener you'll know like Mm -hmm. oh this is just kind of winged versus if we prepare topics and we come like all knowledgeable and ready to go it's like you can hear that in our voices and you know that we know what we're talking about Mm -hmm. and it's it's one thing to actually do the podcast because now after we shoot it We've got to edit it and then we have to figure out how to promote it. Mm. And this whole funnel is all a part of organization. And whether your goal is in fitness, business or whatever it is, you have to be able to establish that. And like Daniel was saying earlier, you create a routine out of it. Right. And with having a routine, I feel that you're uh, it's, it's just that much easier to stay committed to anything. Mm hmm. Yeah. And to add to that, so a real life example is Jeremy and myself, you know, just today we were like, damn, how can we make Winners Collective a bit more organized? Yeah. You know, how could we streamline the process? Because Jeremy had a, a really good idea a, a couple of weeks ago where he was saying like, hey, we should try to focus on our strengths so that we could um, yeah. streamline the entire process, whether it's for podcast or, or other things and, mm-hmm. and make it much more efficient. And so you know, it's one thing to say it, but then to really sit down like today and have like an Excel spreadsheet where we are like, all right, this is Winners Collective. Within Winners Collective, what are the business avenues that we need to focus on? And podcast yeah. is one of them. E-commerce is another. You know, the promotion, social media, all that stuff is, it's all part of the umbrella. Right. And so I think really having that Excel sheet and breaking down like, okay, this is what Jeremy's going to do. This is what Daniel's going to do. This is what we both have to do. Yeah. It's really going to help us because I think sometimes just seeing that on paper and like having that as a reminder is just nice because it yeah. kind of pushes you and says, hey, check this spreadsheet because this is what you need to do for this week. Because yeah. sometimes things get hectic, you know, and like things can happen, whether it's last minute occurrences or yeah. you know, family comes in, whatever. But having an Excel sheet could definitely help the listeners, if you're listening now, like that's something that Jeremy and I are doing. And we think this could potentially be the missing piece of the puzzle. Yeah. And to to add on to that, too, I think it's not the idea of having the Excel sheet, but it's more so the idea of making the process tangible. Right. right. That's the thing that like will set you aside. That's like that's the difference between good and great, because yeah. it's like between us. We've always had the ideas and we mm-hmm. knew like there was set amount of responsibilities. Exactly. And like at times we could recall all of them and other times we recall half of them. But yeah. now by having that sheet there, it made it completely tangible to see like this is everything that it takes to run this big umbrella. And right. These are the things that Daniel does better than me. And these are the things that I do better than Daniel. And mm-hmm. these are the things that we collaborate on and we make it go from good to great. So seeing all of that like really organized allows us to execute and really work on our strengths and propel everything forward 100 percent. so if you're listening we recommend you know it's always nice and comfortable for you to be like okay i'll take care of this hey business partner take care of this or yeah well we'll do that we get it like it's easy you know you can take care of things when you think about it and sometimes it works for a certain amount of time but eventually 
you will need to get into the system 100%. And I'm excited for this. You know, now we have clear rules and clear things that, you know, we expect of each other. Yeah. And now it's just, all right, let's do what we do and um, push through. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're coming from a perspective where maybe you might be working alone or doing anything alone, any of your goals alone, still making it tangible and having it in front of you is literally the difference between just talking about it and getting it done. Yeah, 100%. And to kind of wrap this podcast up, the last thing, the thing that encompasses everything and the reason of why you're doing all of this is choosing your success. So what does that even mean, right? Choosing your success. You need to understand what your level of success looks like. So then this way, when you achieve that, you celebrate that. And to provide a personal example, when I was doing my online coaching business, I never celebrated anything. Like I never celebrated a four-figure month, a five-figure month. Like I I never celebrated reaching X amount of clients, like mm-hmm. crossing over a hundred clients, like working with a hundred like think about it as a personal training perspective. I've worked with over a hundred people. That's a triple digit. Like that can yeah. fill a lecture hall. I didn't celebrate that. I just kept working. And it's one thing to be proud of your work, but another thing to literally step back and appreciate all you've accomplished. So choosing what success looks like and understanding what that means for you, your goal, your brand, your business Mm -hmm. is a huge thing because it creates sustainability in this long journey because you still have your whole rest of your life ahead of you. Yeah. Another great point because I was in a very similar boat too. Um, After I left corporate, I was in like this grind mode and you know how society labels grind. It's like you work nonstop and uh-huh. you, you have to be this superhuman where you literally take no vacations you know it's like yeah. society kind of looks at that and they go wow like he's a hustler yeah you know but because of that I too fell into this the same situation where even the little wins that I should have celebrated I just didn't I kind of brushed it off like even getting into gold I was just like okay cool whatever but yeah. it's crazy because I worked so fucking hard to get that bro I literally worked nonstop for a year and as soon as I got that I just wasn't satisfied and I was like fuck what's next but I think you really do have to celebrate those wins because if you don't you can just put yourself in a really bad place mentally which yeah wait, that wait, kind wait. Of- can you can you break that down like what did it take for you to get into gold so people can hear like how hard it was. yeah so for those who don't know uh after I left my corporate job I moved to LA and mm-hmm. I didn't really have any friends in LA at so, all he, so Daniel like literally abandoned everything he knew and just went yeah. to a foreign territory yeah and so but I will say there was one family friend company in the fashion district who I told them like hey I'll intern for free yeah uh, but in return could you guys house our winners collective product and gotcha. they said they would and so yeah. uh, that's kind of like how it happened and then I ended up moving into uh, a friend from UCI, his apartment, and it's it's crazy, bro. I was living in his closet for like the first four months, uh-huh. uh, literally just small ass closet. I just had a blow up bed, uh-huh. and then I would go there and just sleep. But uh, I remember the first day I moved there, I looked at, around the area and I was like, "Damn, what are the gyms around here?" And there was like a twenty four in LA Fitness and a Gold's Gym, uh-huh. and I was like, "Fuck, I, I'm gonna get a membership to Gold's Gym, hundred percent." Gotcha. And I said, "My goal for the next year." is to get my product into Gold's Gym. Like that was literally like the tangible goal I set for myself. It gotcha. was not only learning and, and trying to understand the clothing business, but that was the one goal I wanted to achieve for myself. Gotcha. And so what it took for that was number one, you know, you have to get a membership there and you have to 
make the connections. So right. I, I literally went to Gold's Gym every fucking day, bro. Every single day. And I would introduce myself to the people there. And it was to the point where after a couple of months, they knew like, okay, that's the guy who has a clothing brand. Gotcha. And even the trainers knew too. And like, I would tell them, like, I would let them know, like, I have Winners Collective. I'm yeah. going to get into this fucking place. Uh-huh. Like, just watch. Like, I, I told the managers. And at first they kind of laughed. But then after a while, I got close to them. They're like, you know what? Let me try to see if I could get like the contact information for you. you yeah, know? yeah. I eventually ended up getting his contact and it was a, a long process because we played phone tag and, you know, you reach out, yeah. they, they act like they're interested, but all of a sudden they get busy and one month passes, two month passes, three month passes. But in, in that time frame though, I was able to make like these mini milestones where Gold's Gym, they were like, hey, you know what? You want to set up a booth? You can come through. And actually, it's pretty funny, bro. I think that date was October 28th and you were there too. You came through to downtown LA. The only reason why I know that, I'm not creepy or anything, but it's because Instagram has like these archives. Oh my God. And then I swear, bro, like I went back to that date and then like two days later, it was like, I see a picture of you in Gold's Gym. I was like, oh shit, dude. Dude, today is October 28th. Is That's it? why I'm, I was laughing. I was like, wait, what the? F- Today is October 28th. I might, I'm going to go back <laughs> and repost that so you could see it. But yeah, bro, like I remember we had that and I was like, yo, Jeremy, yeah. can you come through? And then you came and we were just talking to people, like trying to network and everything. Yeah. And so like that's kind of like what it took. But more than that, it was the time and effort that went into really trying to get to know people. Like yeah. I think that was the number one thing that helped me. It was becoming friends with these people. And like, again, yeah, in the beginning, it might have sounded like, oh, Daniel's only trying to get close for this. But I needed to meet people, too, bro, because I right. didn't know anybody in the city. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And it was amazing because over the course of six months, some of the nicest people I met was through Gold's Gym, you yeah. know, and like some of them are all hustling, grinding. Some some are bartenders. And so they'd be like, hey, Daniel, come through Thursday night. I'll hook you up. So I would go and, and meet up with them, talk to them. And yeah. it's just crazy how the world works sometimes. But yeah, it took a lot of consistency persistence bro bugging the hell out of people and like i didn't give a fuck if i was annoying at first i'm sure yeah. i looked hella annoying dude like this asian dude like badgering all these workers and just like hey, it was my clothing brand yeah exactly yeah so yeah you did all that and you, you didn't celebrate it i like, didn't celebrate no like yeah. i think i just posted on instagram and i was like yo this is a, a really big day for winners collective and i think that's the most i ever really did dang yeah so it's yeah when you hit like milestones and it doesn't even have to be as grand as like getting into gold like you got to celebrate everything because that's something that um me and my wife are like realizing too and we're trying to do more of because if we don't celebrate it and like for us between you and me like if we don't celebrate the milestones of winners like who will right like like even though we're just going to kava and like getting that meal (laughs) together it's like no one else will celebrate for us. No one else knows the numbers and all that. No one else knows the work that goes into it. It's sometimes it's like that your own self-appreciation that really helps you stick to your why. Right, right. So what are you and Nadia doing now to celebrate these uh, mini wins? Yeah, so actually at the end of every month, we just agreed that we're going to go over everything. So like financial numbers, um, business targets, things that may have happened for her in her full-time job and things that may have happened for me or mm-hmm. like even like physical things like, oh my God, I can climb like a, a V6 in bouldering now or something. Yeah. But we, we're literally going to highlight all of those things and we're just going to go out to a dinner and celebrate because nice. it's like, like if I hit a V6 in bouldering, 
who the fuck cares yeah, right yeah. but for me it's like that's a huge milestone right, like the, right. the level of technicality and how much muscle i need to use to relative strength like i had to work to get that but yeah. to, to i just wanted to give that as an example because it's like bouldering is probably not specific to a lot of people just like how your goal your own personal goal right now is probably not relatable or personable to anyone else around you mm-hmm. but you need to celebrate it because if not no one else will yeah and i think to add on top of that if you don't celebrate your wins you're gonna burn out you know and, and like y- you have to take care of your mental health for yeah. sure and for myself what i'm trying to do better now is like take these little getaway trips yeah. and, and jeremy you know like i literally took one on friday yeah. just because i was like dude i need to do something like i i legit need to do something and i didn't care that i was going by myself like i didn't go with any friends like i didn't I, I literally did a single airbnb like one bedroom like small little studio type of deal yeah and i just did it you know and i didn't really do anything crazy there bro like i literally went there the saturday and i ate kava <laughs> like as funny <laughs> as that sounds and then <laughs> I fucking went to self-made facility and worked out by myself. Like the gym That's was empty. awesome, dude. Yeah. yeah. And I came back and then I ordered poke and I just was on the beach just looking at the sun setting. And I, it's just celebrating and taking time to yourself. I think it's it's really crucial. Yeah. Because your mental self will thank you for it. And, yeah. And that's something that I'm trying to do more, you know, for, for you. Um, you know, you do the the end of the month celebration with the dinner. I think that's super dope. You know, like we, super we, jealous. You we know? only just started that. Yeah, man. like to be honest, yeah, we, you and me, can start that too. We, yeah. we since we got the end of the month between me and my wife, we could do the mid. <laughs> we could do the mid of the month. All right, <laughs> all right, all right, bro. That sounds good. <laughs> Every mid month, we look at like the last thirty days and just be like, what did we accomplish? Do yeah. we like it? And yeah, you know what? Like that's probably gonna be a lot more healthy and sustainable for us too because uh, we didn't celebrate averaging triple digits on all the episodes yeah, right now we didn't like at, at one point like it was only like 25 views and stuff and yeah. I, I don't even remember but like all the episodes crossed over 100 and i was like dude yeah i think we crazy. have total across all of them we have a couple thousand views right now it's it's nuts yeah and we would have never imagined that the podcast would have reached that many people so as we wrap the podcast up now i just want to take a moment to really thank each and every one of you, everyone that's been there since episode one yes. and all the new faces coming in now, like, thank you guys so much for giving us this sense of purpose, for giving us your time and for letting us share our stories with you. Yeah. And to add to what Jeremy said, you all are becoming a part of our why. And it's, it's like something about this podcast impacting people. Like that's just extra fuel for Jeremy and myself to keep going. And you know, again, Jeremy said thank you. I want to say thank you as well. It's wild to to think that people are listening to me <laughs> and you talking for like an hour, bro. And so yeah. from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much. We really appreciate every single one of you. Yes, thank you. That's going to be it for this one, guys. We're out. Later. Peace. And on one final note, just wanted to remind everybody that brand new episodes are released every Monday at 8.20 a.m. And while I still have your attention, if you've been enjoying these episodes, I just want to let you know that you can actually support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help us sustain future episodes. You can go as low as 99 cents for a monthly contribution and all the way up to $9.99. We don't make any money right now, but every little bit helps and we appreciate any and all support. Thank you so much.